Radio Pulpit, 657 AM, your daily companion. Don't tell me you don't remember that one. Of course you remember that one. Great Sounds of Music, Judah Ministries, when I think about the Lord. My family, the Lord has carried us through the first month of the year, and he continues to carry us, to provide for us, to heal us, to protect us, redeem us from destruction. You know, do you actually know, of course you know this, that the enemy is a roaring lion, right? The devil is a roaring lion, forever seeking whom he may devour but you and i are safely tucked in under the shadow of the winds of our god and this afternoon we give god the glory that he has not taken his gaze and eye off um, our lives and he continues to watch over each and every word he has spoken over us and he orders your step and my step unto righteousness and this afternoon we have absolute pleasure welcoming advocate buleng again on the line appreciate advocate buleng uh, legal education all the way to one o'clock this afternoon and today we're looking at the small claims court advocate good afternoon and welcome good afternoon ayanda and good afternoon to your listeners as well thank you so much yeah so advocate you know one of my greatest fears in this life it's not a fear in jesus name because it's never going to happen it's anything that, yeah. that ends with court everyone wants to court yay uh-uh, it's a thing so for me from where i'm sitting big court small court regional court national court same thing but you're here to help us understand what is the small claims court how does it operate what cases are admitted in that court etc etc over to you ma'am Thank you so much, Ayanda. Uh, as you said earlier on, we're talking about small claims courts uh, this today. And uh, if you look at the wedding small claim, it clearly illustrates that this is a court that deals with small claims, <laughs> not huge amounts. <laughs> yeah. uh, if somebody owes you from zero to a maximum of 20,000, you can approach uh, this court. And this amount, I'm saying now 20,000, but it's being amended from time to time. Like years ago, it used to be 7,000. Now today, we are at 20,000. And uh, this is a court that offers the most efficient, quick, an easy way to go and claim the amount that is being owned to you as long as it's below 20,000 or maximum 20,000. And this is a court where you don't need a lawyer, you don't need legal representation. And this is a court where all official languages are used And this is a court where I can say it is user-friendly. I know that most of our people are not used to courts, but think about it this way. You know, people who work in court are members of our society. So if you go to court, to the claims, small claims court, and you say somebody owes me maybe 10,000 or 15,000, that person probably also has somebody that owes them. So, and um, as I say, it's very easy, it's very user-friendly, and there are also instances where somebody may be owing you 25000 You can voluntarily decide that, okay, because they owe me 
25,000 and the court says I can only approach them if it's a maximum of 20,000. You can decide to abandon the 5,000 and claim for the 20,000. Examples, it can be where you borrow somebody money. You know, some people, they can come to you with smooth, smooth tongues and say, you know, Pilem, borrow me money, I will give you on Friday. Knowing very well that on Friday they will not have that money. But because they are trying to force you or coerce you in a way, now they create an impression that they know for sure that on Friday they will give you the money. Come Friday, there are a lot of stories. And another example, it can be where you sold some goods to a person. It can be clothing. Maybe you sell second-hand clothing or furniture or any other thing for that matter. The other one is rental payment where maybe you are renting it out or subletting or directly renting out your property to someone. Mm -hmm. And at an agreed date, the person does not pay you. So as long as it's below 20,000, maximum 20,000, you can approach the small claims court. And the small claims court, it's located or situated in every magistrate court. So wherever you stay, you can approach, you go to the magistrate court, and then upon your arrival, you ask them, where are the small claims court clerks? And these are the people who would assist you. Remember, they are public servants. They are there to save you. Now, before going to the court, there are steps that you need to follow. Number one, obviously, this person owes you and uh, you need to contact them telephonically or in in writing. You can write them an, a message. You can contact them telephonically to say, remember, you owe me. At that time, you are building up evidence to say, you know, I did attempt to ask this person to pay me and they refused. Mm. So when you are not being paid, you go to the second step. The second step it's a letter of demand that you can write yourself as a person who has been owed. And in that letter of demand, you need to state the facts. You also need to specify the amount. And you need to deliver this letter to this person who owes you in person. Or you can deliver it via post office. The reason why probably post office will be better is because you'll be left with a slip which will be proof at a later stage that yes, you did send this person a letter. And this letter that you write, it cannot be in a WhatsApp or SMS or email. No, it must be a proper letter that you hand over in person to this person or alternatively, you mail it by, um, what do they call it, registered mail. So once you have delivered this letter, we are on our second step. You give this person 14 days within which to respond or to give you the money. Obviously, 
when they respond and give you the money, then the problem will be resolved. But if not, after 14 days, there is a next step. But prior to that, let me explain how court days are calculated. When they say 14 days in court, this excludes weekends, this excludes um, public holidays. So if you give this person this letter on Monday, you count Monday to Friday, it's five days. You don't count Saturday and Sunday. Then you move to another Monday to Friday, it's 10 days. You don't count Saturday and Sunday. And then you move to the third week, Monday to Thursday. On Thursday, it would be 14 days. And this person would not have responded if he or she decides not to respond. Now, after the 14 days has has expired, that is where now you go to court, you approach the clerk of the court in the magistrate court of your area. And when you go there after 14 days, you must take a copy of the letter of demand that you had written to this person. Uh, you must also take a copy of a contract if there was any contract. If there was no contract, it's fine. Maybe there was a verbal agreement. That is not a problem. Uh, thirdly, you must go with a, uh, a post slip, which is what we call a return of service. Because you must remember that in legal proceedings, you cannot institute legal proceedings without the knowledge of the person that you are suing or that you are claiming against. This person must always be informed because at, at one stage you'll be given a court date, you will go to court, you will present your side of the story, now, in law, there's a principle of natural justice, which is called the Audi Alperem Partem Rule. I know it's a Latin maxim, which means that the court, before it decides on any matter, it must hear both sides of the story. I can't just go as Puleng and say, so and so owes me. No, there must be proved that this person was serviced was served with this letter of, of demand or summons for that matter. So this person is aware that there are proceedings against him going on in court. And this person must be given an opportunity to present their case in any matter for that matter, not only with the small claims court. Mm -hmm. So there must always be proof that this person was served with a letter of demand with summons. Mm -hmm. So at that time when you are at the clerk of the court, you must also present or submit their personal details mm. and, and their contact details. Now, at that time, you must remember that you came with a letter of demand that you would have written. Mm -hmm. So at that time, the clerk of the court will prepare summons right the summons yeah they are not they are very cumbersome because you must remember this is a very quick and easy process mm -hmm. they are not cumbersome at all it's just a two-page document 
whereby he will be compelled or forced to come to court at a certain day. The date will be specified, so you will be aware of the date. He or she will be aware of the date. And this summons, just like with your letter of demand, mm-hmm. they must also be served on the person. They, they can either by you or the person who is owed or they can be served by a sheriff mm-hmm. but now you must remember that with a sheriff you have to pay i know the case where instead of the person saving themselves they used the services of the local police mm-hmm. and they were kind enough to escort this person to the person's uh, um the person's uh, place so maybe you don't want to take the risk and go there and then there's a confrontation and we don't know what will happen but those are the options it can be the police it can be you it can be a sheriff that obviously you have to pay mm. now after these summons were issued i did mention that the clerk of the court will give you a court date it's an informal procedure whereby you'll be given an opportunity to tell your side of the story, mm-hmm. your side, and you don't have to panic. When you go to the law or to courts, you must always know that when you are on the right, the law is always on your side. Right. So there's there's no reason to be anxious. There's no reason to panic. Mm-hmm. And um, what should what is important is that you should speak the truth. You know, nothing else but the truth. Even at a moment where you feel like, okay, if I respond like this, it's not going to favor me. Speak the truth. Because you see, when you speak the truth, you cannot contradict yourself. Even tomorrow when they wake you up in the middle of the night, you will still (laughs) give that response because it's the truth. You know, the truth, it's something that you don't have to scratch your head and say oh by the way what did i say no is the truth just speak your truth and if you don't have an answer somewhere say no there i don't have an answer if you cannot remember something just say i cannot remember Hmm. you get what i mean because this is a very informal process now we have a return day whereby you you come back to court Mm -hmm. You also come, you bring return of service. Remember, return of service is that proof that these summons were served. And then we come to the issue of payment. Uh, if, If the court decides in your favor as a person who is owed, the person who owes you must pay you immediately. If they cannot afford, the court will in chambers um, conduct an investigation to check on your financial status, your affordability. Mm. If it's something that, you know, you are being owed and this person, let's say, owes you Mm -hmm. Mm 15,000 as an example, and this person earns Mm 15,000, obviously there will be proof and, you know, the court can say, let's come with a payment plan, mm. pay this person maybe 2000 per month or 3000 or whatever, depending on the agreement that will be reached in chambers. Mm-hmm. You must also remember that 
the person who will be taking decision is a commissioner. It's not yet a magistrate. It's mm. a commissioner who will at one stage when you are presenting yourself, you are telling him or her how you are owned, how you are owed. They will be asking you questions. And these questions, it's not to trick you. It's clarity-seeking questions, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, because sometimes if we are not legal people, there's a way in which you will put um, an issue. But if the commissioner asks you, it's actually trying to help you to present it, help into quotation in a better manner, or he or she is trying to get clarity on the issues that you have raised. So don't be anxious and say, oh, maybe... It's time to trick me. No, nobody tricks anybody. So that is the payment story where they pay immediately or they cannot pay. There's an investigation and then which, which results in a payment plan. And then let's say this is a person who should pay immediately. Mm-hmm. This is a person who there was a, a payment plan made maybe after the investigation. This person does not comply. What do we do? then we are going to go to what we we call execution process, mm-hmm. which is done by the magistrate. It's a whole process on its own where they will attach and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. This is as far as I can go yeah. on this issue. Wow, advocate, thank you so much. You know, I'm listening with such intent. Let me tell you... Um, and, uh, you know, I'm listening as a Christian and as a consumer. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, perhaps, you know, another question, you know, outside of this conversation can be had, you know, where we try and figure out as children of God, um, how do we really resolve um, conflict? Where do disputes go? You know, do disputes get taken immediately to the court of law or do disputes get taken, uh, you know, in other platforms of arbitration and mediation? But for the sake then of this conversation, let me ask the question on the on the um, on the event that now uh, the the dispute, you know, has now reached the court of law. Advocate, mm-hmm. who bears um, the 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 onus of um, uh, uh, um, providing proof? And I'll tell you why I asked this question. You made a really amazing example. I come to you. I'm desperate. You know, my child needs to register. I need fifteen thousand. And I need it now. I don't have time to give you proof. You know, it's a telephone call. You have no proof. When I say I can't pay, when I said I could pay, you have no proof. What then happens in that situation? You know, that is why it's it's very important. I think we're talking about a situation where there was a verbal agreement. Verbal agreement, ma'am. Yeah. Pardon? Yes, verbal agreement. It was a verbal agreement. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's no contract or signing because, you know, when you trust a person, you don't think about signing documents and mm. so on. But for me, you know, as a lawyer, because that's my thinking, mm-hmm. I always think like that. <laughs> if somebody would owe me some money mm. and I begin to realize that this person, it's like is dilly darling, I would write a WhatsApp. In this WhatsApp or SMS, I'm already building evidence. 
Because in the beginning, I'm going to say, by the way, we agreed that you will pay me the end of January. I see that it's the 31st of January and I don't see anything reflecting on my account. Mm-hmm. It's, an, it's, a, it's an SMS or it's a WhatsApp. So hmm. obviously this person is going to respond. And and when it starts, they won't be hostile, mm. isn't it? Mm. They will say, no, I was expecting money to from such and such a place, but here they are, they didn't pay us, even myself, I'm disappointed. That gives you evidence already. Mm. Mm. Because this person at a later stage can say, I don't owe you. But why did you respond the way you did when I sent you that message? Oh. So that is evidence on you get what I mean. So okay. that is why it's important that we should get into the habit of putting things down in writing, mm. especially when there was no contract. You get what I mean? Because people that we love, our friends, our families, people that are close to us, we don't sign contracts every day, do we? We mm. don't. Mm. Mm. You you borrow a person money that you trust, that you have a relationship with. You know, that is why uh, for me, on a personal level, if somebody calls me and send me a message to say, please borrow me money. Mm. And I don't have that closeness with this person. I just ask myself, why is this person borrowing money from me? Mm-hmm. I, I don't have that kind of a relationship with them. Where are the people that relate? You see, because we build relationships for, for rainy days. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you should be cautious in the first place. Why is he borrowing money from me when I don't have that kind of a relationship? That on its own should be a red flag, a red mm, flag mm, to mm, say, mm. probably this is a person who doesn't pay. Mm. That is why he can't even go to people that are close to him. Now he's coming to me. Mm, mm, so mm. it means that those people, they don't trust him. Now he's starting something with me. You know, but if you if you if you trust them, if they are family members, you know, sometimes you you really want to help. Mm-hmm. Though, for me as a policy, I always say I don't like to involve myself in in the process of borrowing money because, you know, this issue of borrowing money it spoils relationship. No, absolutely, definitely. Mm. Yes, yes, sure. And then the second question um, uh, uh, advocate that we have uh, this afternoon um, is what does that process look or or let me put it this way. What is that process supposed to look like uh, the small claims uh, process? And is there a a time that is prescribed by the law um, around which the, the process is supposed to be concluded from beginning to end? It will depend on, you know, a lot of issues because as you you will see, there are timelines. Mm-hmm. You remember I, I spoke about 14 days. I, I spoke about 14 days twice. There's a letter of demand mm-hmm. uh, which after 14 days, if there's non-compliance, then you have to approach the court. Mm-hmm. And at the time where you go to court, by the time you leave, you leave with a summons mm-hmm. and you leave with a court date. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so, yes. and so then, and so then, okay, you've got a court date and in that court proceeding is where everything is then concluded. Yes. 
Okay, good. Yes. Okay. It, it, may be, it may depend on other things, like maybe during that, you remember we talked about financial plan and investigation. Mm. Maybe this person mm. will say, no, I can't afford or whatever. So probably there are some documents that the person may need to present to the court as mm. proof of non-affordability. So maybe that matter then can be postponed to a later date. Uh, for them to be able to present those documents, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it, it's very it's a speedy process. Mm-hmm. It's not. It does not require a lawyer. Yes. And then, advocate. What are some of the? I mean, what are some of the bottlenecks and issues in this process? Because. I mean, there are situations where, you know, a small claims matter can be dragged. So, for example, is the unavailability of the person that is being uh, that is being served a problem? You know, can this person's income be garnished? Um, Are the ways in which the law is able to override the absence of the one that is being served? It will take us back to what we discussed last week on the issue of default judgment. Mm -hmm. In any matter, if a person has been served Mm -hmm. and there's a proof of service in the form of a return of service for any matter, Mm -hmm. if this person doesn't appear, then there will be a default judgment taken against them. Mm -hmm. As I said last week, it means that the decision that favors the applicant Will be will be taken mm-hmm. in the applicant's favor, but there's a possibility that maybe it's something that wasn't done uh, purposely. Like maybe this person fell ill, as an example. This person can, at the later stage, approach the court mm-hmm. and apply for a condo of condonation to say there is a default judgment which is taken against me in my absence because I was supposed to appear in court and I didn't show up because now he has a medical certificate. So the court will apply its mind to issues like that for any other matter for that for that matter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And, and finally, um, let's just say that the person is not owed... <laughs> money um but they are owed goods um and yeah they are owed goods and they don't necessarily have a way of valuating the value of these goods how does that process work advocate and secondly where there is a service that was given to an invoice someone is owed time maybe let me ask this one differently can someone claim for time <laughs> We as lawyers, we claim for time. Mm. You, you get what I mean? We, we claim for time. Yes. If, if I, I represent you in court, I tell you that my day fee is 25000 mm-hmm. We We agree. And um, yeah, that's what you must pay. It doesn't matter whether I'm going to be there for a whole day or for 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. I have done my job, you know. So yeah, we, we, we charge for time. Mm-hmm. That is why even our invoices, you'll see there, it specifies the hours spent and how much I'm charging per hour Mm -hmm. and how much is my fee, and then we arrive at the conclusion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's money.
And so how... Time is money, and it's different rates for different people. Right, right. Yes. Okay. No, this seems pretty easy then. Um, uh, okay. So um, how then um, does one sort, or rather, how, how does one approach the court i know you said that um you you we we can go to the to the court and ask for small claims what exactly um is required then of me when i go and lodge a complaint in the courts when you go to court upon arrival you must ask for clerks that deal with the small claims court clerks that was that's what you must ask for mm-hmm. and before you go because you don't want up and down you would have already written that letter mm-hmm. then you go there with that letter of the you would have written mm-hmm. and whereby they didn't comply within 14 days so you take that letter mm-hmm. you take the copy of the contract if is if any you also bring in return of service mm-hmm. which is prove that this person was served if if you did a registered post mm-hmm. it will be um a post office slip yes mm-hmm. and then you must also come with the personal details and contact details of mm-hmm. this person mm-hmm. because it will be a futile exercise if you go there and say you know so and so also but where do they stay you must know where they stay <laughs> what is their physical address what are their contact details yeah yeah no we have to be absolutely careful now advocate thank you so much for your time i think you did say you did predict that this one would be a quick and easy one i thought it would be a little bit more uh, longer but thank you so much for this information and uh, i just want to note uh, my family it is um advocate uh buleng majela she's also listed i've just seen something really incredible on the net uh, listed where is my let me tell you where you are listed uh, top 20 um youtube um legal legal youtubers in south africa believe it or not so please do check her out on the youtube channel um she is right there advocate buleng uh, listed 20 south african law youtube channels in 2024 to look out for according to feedspot uh congratulations advocate we're really really glad to see you thank you thank you so much <laughs> no absolutely we give god all the glory we do don't we we do absolutely do ma'am and thank mm, you mm. so much for your time we'll check in with you next week then i think this was absolutely wholesome learned a yes. thing or two and um we'll check in with you next week yeah thank you so much ayanda and your listeners Advocate Buleng Machela, my family, you can find her on YouTube. Uh, she is Advocate Buleng on YouTube. Amazing, amazing content. Let me tell you, uh, there's one, um, uh, 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 there's one, um, not article. What is it? Uh, there's one, let me call it a uh, hmm, poddy. Let me call it a poddy on YouTube. Um that she did on uh, uh, conflict resolution. How do you resolve conflict? I mean, 
uh, the law on parole, you know, um, so much education on the channel. So please be sure to visit uh, the channel and uh, learn a little bit more. Uh, but right now we're going to cross over then to the traffic and uh, on the other side of the traffic is your news at the top of the hour, my family. This conversation will also be podcast on radiopulpit.co.za 58 minutes after 12 on the other side of one o'clock. We cross over to Dr. Lucas Molloy. There's a little bit of a problem with uh, um, my WhatsApp here in studio. And so if you did send a WhatsApp, what we will do is collate those WhatsApps and send them over to Advocate Buleng. And we'll see if, in fact, we will begin with responding to those uh, questions uh, during our next session, which will be next week between 12.20 and 1 o'clock. 59 after 12 is your time. Uluazi oluteveche, impilo enjono, notando oluteggabalala. Radio Pulpit, 657 AM. Do you need prayer? WhatsApp your name and your prayer request to 082-657-2729 and our care center will gladly contact you to pray for you. Tune in to Radio Pulpit on 657 AM for reliable Christian talk radio at its best. Find your daily dose of Christ-centered motivation and encouragement on Radio Pulpit 657. Download our app now. Tune in to radiopulpit.co.za or find us on DSTV Audio 882 and OpenView 607. Radio Pulpit, your daily companion for more than 40 years, brings a relevant moral alternative to 400,000 listeners in a variety of South African languages. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter and download our podcasts today. You and 657 AM and Life, a winning team on the road to eternity.